Hey, I'm Ayla. And I'm Andy. And welcome to Sinister Dynasty. So today we're talking about a um, murder in Mayfield, which is 42 Ks from Ashburton. So John Lilly was a farming contractor. He had built his wife Rosanna and him a home where they raised their four children, which consisted of three boys and one girl, ages ranging from eight to two. So that's going to come back in later. Okay. Um, they were a happy family. Of I course, living in New Zealand. I you suppose. Be. <laughs> so this is October 13th, 1913. Oh, this is ages ago. It is, yeah, yonks okay. ago. Ages ago. Yeah, this is a wee bit plot twisty. Okay. So... <clears throat> So in this lovely little Mayfield town, they had a blacksmith known as Alfred Biddle, who had <laughs> I know, I know, who had been the ta- who had been the blacksmith for four years, and he was generally well liked. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in those days, you needed a blacksmith to shoe horses, so they he shoed the local horses. Mm-hmm. So. Today, that doesn't make sense. Right, 15th of October, 1913. Here we go. So, the family... Oh, John Lilly was working away because he was a contractor, so he was working on another farm, so he wasn't coming home at night. So, the rest of the family had gone to bed at 7pm. Okay. Biddle had come to the house looking for Roseanne as Maria Montgomery was unwell and was requesting air. Wait. Who's Maria? Maria's the neighbour down the road. Okay. So Maria was calling... <laughs> Rosanna. De- Rosanna. Yeah, so... The why? Yeah, Biddle ran into Rosanna's home saying, Mrs Montgomery was yeah. unwell and needs you. She needs you right now. But how come Biddle was there in the first place? Are they married? Have no. Been- so Biddle came... Why was Biddle at the Montgomery's? Yeah. He was having dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. We're yeah. good. Okay, cool. Up to speed. Um, You're turning into me with the um now. <laughs> Get your drinks ready, guys. <laughs> so, uh, Rosanna put on her raincoat. She put it over her dressing gown, which is, was in 1930 would have been a wee bit scandalous. Yeah, a little bit. But Lots because of elbow, of, maybe? <laughs> because of the ur- urgency, <laughs> because of the urgency, she just did it and she was gone. Yeah. So she asked her son before she was gone. So the eight-year-old, I'm guessing. Yeah, she yeah. asked her son, Leonard, to get in bed with the smallest children as Mr. Biddle had come to get her as Miss Montgomery had requested her due to her being unwell. So she ran out of the door without any hesitation. Yeah. No okay, hesitation. Yeah, as you would. The next morning rolls around. Leonard picked up all of the chores and cared for the children as Rosanna had still not returned. He fed them, bathed them, and put them to bed. Oh, good all, on him. all while doing housework. So Aww. he was eight years yeah. old. 
They raised him well, I think. Good on him as well. I know, that's a trooper for an eight-year-old. Yeah. I wouldn't know, though. <laughs> Don't have kids. <laughs> so on the second evening, without Rosanna coming home, uh, Leonard went over to the Montgomery's home to find out when she would be returning. Okay. So he went over to the Montgomery's to find out when she'd be coming back. Yeah. Um, they told him that she never came over. Huh. And no one in the house was sick. Did she go around with Biddle, though? So yeah, Biddle she left, okay, she left the home with, with Biddle. Him. Okay. Um, so, as John was working away, Mr. Montgomery went to get him. So, John was 10 k's away as he was very concerned for Rosanna's welfare. Mm-hmm. John wasn't due back home for several days, but because of Mr. Montgomery going and getting him, they arrived back at 9.30 that night. Yeah. John even entertained the idea that Rosanna had left him as the, the dress she had been making was missing and her two best gowns were gone. Oh. Um. John then, I don't know why. Yeah, okay, yeah, anyway. Like, I, I, I'd assume that too, to be honest. Like, yeah. Anyway, carry on. I don't know, that wouldn't be my, oh yeah, if the dresses were gone. Yeah, because the dresses were gone, fair enough. Um, so he went looking for her, he found her laying face down in tussock, with her hat and her shoe next to her. He touched her leg, and it was... Very cold and yeah. wet, probably. yeah. Oh, yikes. Imagine that, though, just running up and your partner's just lying dead. Face down. Yeah. And in tussock. tussock. <laughs> Too fancy words. So, um, John then thought she had passed away as she'd been suffering from pains in her side for a few months. Oh. Um, he covered her face with a handkerchief, but didn't see her face from the candlelight because there was no torches back then. Oh, because it was nighttime, that's right, yeah. He um, then saddled up his horse and went into Mayfield to use the local shop phone to call the police. By the time he rang... Ooh, where am I? By the time he rang the Ashburton Telephone Bureau wanting to speak to the police, it was 12pm. 12am. 12am. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> At 2am, a constable phoned back and spoke to John, who informed them. Wait, two hours later? Yep. 1913. Yeah, I guess. And midnight. John told them he'd been working away and returned home to find his wife missing since Wednesday. So this was now Friday. So we're on Friday. Once John spoke to the police, he went to get a sheet to cover his wife with. He said he did not notice any marks as he was too upset to look at the body. Well, so he's only got a candle, so he could yeah, see also, it yeah. anyway. I mean, I'm a wee bit shocked the wind didn't blow that out, but right, so. Yeah, true. No, it would have been like a lantern or something. Yeah. So when the police arrived, the police arrived, it was now 9am. On Saturday? Yep. Okay. They moved slow. <laughs> so they went to see the body of... Rosanna and discovered she was face down in a pool of blood with her clothes disarranged. 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 Her face and head were frightfully battered. There was a hammer next to her which was covered in blood and hair. Her dressing gown was up above her knees. 
After the post-mortem examination, it was determined there were five separate wounds on her head. Well, the hammer was next to her, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so she had a skull fracture, a wound above the nape of her neck to her ear. This was found to have broken the skull into three pieces. Oh, wow. Two other wounds on her head above her left eye and her upper lip was almost bitten through. They were unable to determine if sexual assault had happened as there were no cuts or bruisings on her legs. And sure they wouldn't have had like DNA testing or anything. No, no. (laughs) One officer also testified to say that the dress was not above her knees when she was found. So one person saying it was, another person saying it was not. Okay. There was a bit of time between finding it. Or was it, was it at the same time they said one had it up? Her yeah, up about the same time. Yeah. At the scene, they discovered um, uh, far out. They discovered the ground had been uprooted and stone shifted, so she put up a fight. And they also found a bicycle, which is a wee bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she ran off. She didn't buy it. So, okay, yeah. When the Montgomerys were interviewed, um, Mr. Montgomery recalled sharing, sharing sheep at Harvey's a mile or so from the Lily home. Biddle called in between two and three, asking to borrow a clasp. Later, when Montgomery got home, he retrieved the clasp and took it to the blacksmith shop, which was locked up. He left the clasp outside. On his way home, he met Biddle, who was riding his bicycle. Mm, bicycle. Montgomery offered Biddle to come and have tea with them. They both returned to Montgomery's home, remained an hour, and left shortly after. He left shortly after nine. During this time, Biddle had been asking for directions to the Lily's home, as he had money to collect. From showing the horse. So he's already pretty sneaky and, um, well, not he's a bicycle. Yeah, he's got a bicycle. So, um, Mr. Montgomery told Bill not to go there because Mr. Lily, John, was not home until Sunday. Yeah. Biddle had then agreed not to go there until Sunday. Obviously a lie. (laughs) Biddle, when Biddle left, he biked home which passed the Lily, Lily's house. While Biddle was at the Montgomery's, he had sat in a huddled position, never straightening himself. So curled, around, curled up around himself. He never straightened himself, advising he had a touch of the influenza. Okay. I don't know how that's important. I'm guessing that is important later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. So John confirmed that he did owe Biddle money, but this was only a couple of pounds. He hadn't received a bill or he hadn't been asked for it as of yet. So when the bike and hammer had been, the bike and hammer were confirmed to be Biddle's by the police. So the police went to the blacksmith shop, which was 3k away from where the body was found. When they arrived, the shop was locked up. They went to a boarding house where Biddle lived. Biddle, 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 Biddle. But he wasn't there. They were told he had left Wednesday evening and not returned. 
he, nah, he's not so sneaky anymore, is he? No, he's foolish. <laughs> so they had found that Biddle had taken off on his recently purchased motorcycle as his push bike was still in the bush. They assumed he'd um, taken off towards the coast, but the local police thought differently and sent out search teams in the local area. Uh, the police then found a tobacco pouch and papers and clumps of gorse. They found that Biddle had attempted suicide and there was a stone-nosed ginger beer bottle which contained rough rats on it, which is a poison. Right, so he rats. tried to poison himself. Yep. And what there an was, awful way to go. There was also evidence of vomiting. Mm. They were tipped off by the local storeman who had said a local shepherd had told him <laughs> that he had seen Biddle on Thursday night. Biddle had called by the hut of a local... Oh, a local labourer named Kenny. He described Biddle as wet through, white and shaking. He had told Kenny had fallen to the river and nearly drowned. Biddle left Kenny saying that he was feeling very ill and going to the hospital. The police then, with this information, called off the search and were going to start again at 10am the next morning. Um, They were told to keep an eye on Smithy and Kenny's hut where Biddle was last seen. After watching through the night, Biddle appeared the next morning, the 20th of October, at 8.45 heading to the hut. He was exhausted and hungry and looked like a complete wreck. He needed to be helped to his feet. When he was arrested, he didn't give any trouble. Police then took him home, gave him a glass of milk and then let him change and have a nap before returning to the Ashburton. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let him change and have a nap. Good on (laughs) <laughs> um, oh. before I my boss was like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me some milk let me change and go home and have a nap bro <laughs> um, before returning him to Ashburton the officers got a significant statement when they arrived at the station he was charged with the murder in front of three justices of the peace I don't know how it worked back then but right yeah on. that's a bit strange yeah mm. Um, when when he was tried in court, he was unrepresented. He'd gained weight since the oh my god, gained weight since the arrest, and he didn't require to be handcuffed because he went so willingly. Hmm. So he was executed by hanging for the murder of Roseanne Lilly within Littleton Gallow. No other mention. Oh. You know how I mentioned about the dresses? Yeah. Couldn't find anything on them. They just disappeared. The dresses were just gone. Yeah. That is strange that they were just missing. Because if she ran off, well, the kids wouldn't really have paid attention, but like they would have known if she'd come back for the dresses. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was a lot of, not a lot, there were some inconsistencies in this case. So it was said that Biddle was found in a creek bed and then it was said he was walking to the hut. So I can't confirm what really happened to it being 1913 <laughs> in a newspaper clipping. Disappointing. A newspaper clipping was my strongest form of um, yeah. information. Yeah. So there's really no real motive on why he would do this. Like, what's he going to get out of it? There was... They couldn't confirm whether there was a sexual assault or not. 
he admitted to it. Like, so he, he said that he did it. Yeah, he said that he did it. Well, there's some crazy people that just like killing for fun as well. Oh. I don't know. He was only, did I say how old he was? Mm. He was only like 26. Anybody can do it though. I know. I could kill you right now and then feature on this podcast if I wanted to. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. Andy's actually the killer. <laughs> yes, I do like no. <laughs> no, I can't even say it. Um, yeah, I mean, he admitted to it. There was his bike and. You can't really deny that he didn't do it, but still, the dresses were just gone. That's a bit strange. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe he likes to play dress up. Who are we to judge? Unless I know, but he murdered someone, which he did. He and didn't we judge very heavily. He didn't go into the house though. Yeah, I don't know how the dresses got out. Maybe. Oh, maybe she sold maybe, them. Well, no, maybe she was planning on leaving him. Oh, and she's like stacked them at her at a dude's house, like one by one, and then. But there were only two missing. What if him and her were dating? And yeah, what if her and her were dating, and she'd slowly? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But where's the motive? If she was doing that, she'd be leaving him for her. Ah, sorry. Leaving. Yeah. Leaving. John, John for Biddle. Who wouldn't with a name like Biddle though? <laughs> Who wouldn't do the same? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Bit funky. Interesting case. Interesting. Very straightforward, but in an interesting kind yeah. of way. That was really bad writing on my behalf. I learned a new word today though. Tussock. Tussock. <laughs> Tussock. <laughs> I'll remember that. I'll put it in my any any essays that I have to do in future. Tussock. <laughs> that was the case of what was his name? Alfred. I just remember Lily. Lily. Alfred Biddle, Alfred. John Lily, and Rosanna Lily. Thank you for listening. I'm Ayla. And I'm Andy. And this is Sinister, Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty.